Would you pray with me? Gracious God, we give you thanks for our time together today, for the scripture, for uh, the word that you would have us to hear, for the singing and the prayers. Lord, mostly we give you thanks for your presence. Be with us this morning, in Christ's name, amen. You may be seated. If you want to go ahead and turn with me to Matthew chapter 5, that's where we're going to be in a few minutes. So many of you know that, that, that this is a, I guess, being a clergy is a second um, career for me. I was in the grocery business for 15 years with Tom Thumb. So um, Tom Thumb, except for a, about an eighth-month period in there where I went to work for Walmart, but I don't talk about that. Um, I call those the dark years. But I was there for 15 years. Tom Thumb was a great place to work. It, it was, it was kind of high-end, you know, for the, for the times, for the 80s, 90s. It was kind of a high-end grocery store. They carried a, a lot of great things. They had kosher section. They had, uh, you know, all kinds of different sections in the church, I mean, in the, in the building. Um, they had the best products. They had the best customer service, at least they did when I was there. Not, not, I mean, they, they did have the best customer service. It's changed since then. But they had the best employees. I do know that. I go to Walmart now because it's convenient. But I guess I'll always be uh, loyal to Tom Thumb. If there's one around, I will go there and shop. I like this little Lowe's store, too, though. It's clean. Vegetables and fruit are usually good. You know, it's... Um, when you go to stores, grocery stores, you look, for, you look for a certain quality, right? You want to go in there and you don't want your fruit to be damaged or bruised or rotten. Rotten's bad. Um, you don't want your cans to be all dented up, right? I have a rule, I never buy dented cans, ever. Just never buy them. Um, you want uh, the products to be in date, right? You, you want stuff to be in date. You don't want to buy out-of-date stuff. Now, some of, the, some of the smaller mom-and-pop stores, sadly, they don't have the, the traffic or the turnover rate to get rid of the, the old stuff. And so sometimes when you go into a mom-and-pop store, you'll find out-of-date products. And um, usually if I find them, I'll call it to the attention of the, to the, the owner or whatever and say, you've got a couple of things out-of-date over here. I'm sure they hate when I come in because I'll point it out. But, but I, I don't buy out-of-date things either. There's a certain quality that we look for when we're, when we're buying groceries, right? We want the best quality we can get. And that, and that tendency goes into our other shopping, right? You go to look for a television, guys. Are you going to buy something with a small screen, maybe black and white? Uh, how many guys still look for an old black and white TV with the turn things on it? Just raise your hand. No! No, you want to go to Walmart and get that 75-inch TV for $112 that, 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 that covers your entire wall. That's what you want. Because it's not enough to see it. You have to be in the screen with it. And when you buy a car, you want a car that gets the very best gas mileage, right? The best gas mileage with surround sound while you're driving. The seats that warm your seat. 
Christie's car, I didn't even know it had a hand, a, a steering wheel warmer in it. We were driving along and I thought, my gosh, what is wrong with me? <laughs> we want the best. We want purity. Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 12 says, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him, and then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So our, our text today is, is 5 verse 8. It says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. You see, we want purity. We want quality, right? Well, God wants purity too. God is a God that wants the best. The best in us. Purity in our relationship to God. Purity in our relationship with each other. Purity in our thoughts and in our actions. If our thoughts and our hearts and our relationships are right, we will begin to see God in other people. If we are thinking in those terms, we will see God in others. And not just our favorite Christian friends, not the ones that we sit with at church or go out to lunch with after church, but in everybody. We'll begin to see that in everyone. In Jesus' time, the heart was the center of all things. It was the physical, emotional, and spiritual center. It was the center of thoughts and passions and desire and will and character. But people in Jesus' time, I know y'all can't relate to this, but people in Jesus' time judged others by their outward appearance. What they saw was what they got. They saw what they saw and what they deemed important. And, and honestly, times haven't changed much, right? We still make judgment, judgments about a person based on the way they look or the way they dress or the car that they drive or the work that they do, right? Because of a person's deeds, we decide whether they are good or not. Because of what they look like, we decide whether they are worthy or not whether they have a good heart or not. Jesus told us in this parable about some who believed themselves to be righteous and regarded others with contempt. Luke 18, verses 9 through 14, he said, Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, was praying, God, I thank you that I'm not like these other people. I'm not like the thieves or the rogues or the adulterers or even like this tax collector. Thank you for not making me like that. But the tax collector was standing there beating his chest saying, God, be merciful to me. I'm a sinner. 
that that Pharisee believed that he was somehow better than the tax collector. In our Christian life, we are not better than the guy next to us, right? We, we understand that. We are all created equal. We are all created in God's image, and we are not better than any person. We're not beneath any person, but we're not a better than any person. I've mentioned it before, but we used to spend one Sunday a month at the homeless shelter in Dallas with our youth back in, back in the Van Alstein days. And we would take our youth and our parents after church, we would load up, and we would take a, a hot meal for them that we would serve them, and we'd also take a bag meal that they could take with them and eat for dinner that night, or if they weren't hungry, they could eat it the next day or whatever. A lot of them would save it till the next day. But if you've never been there, it's a little bit overwhelming. There, there are so many people, and they're all ages. They're infants to older folks. And, and that's a pretty sad sight when you see an infant living on the streets, especially in weather like we've had this week. The police department guides you in. They stay, with, they stay pretty close in case violence breaks out or something. But it's easy as you're getting out of your car or your truck with, with your air conditioning and your, your little Febreze scents on the air vents, it's pretty easy to decide that these people are unworthy of the things that you have, that these people are somehow responsible for their own place. You know, I was guilty of it at one point. Step out of the truck and think, wow. You could do something and get out of this if you wanted to. But Jesus says, blessed are the pure in heart. And he was talking about people being completely healthy. Completely healthy physically and emotionally and spiritually. And by, uh, it says, Matthew 15. But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart. And this is what defiles, for out of the heart come evil intentions. You see, that's our evil intention coming out. That's our heart speaking. Speaking that someone is, is well, you're this way because you've earned it, or you've deserved it, or you've been lazy, or you've somehow lived a life that wasn't up to snuff. David, King David, begs God in Psalm 51, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. That's what, that's what we are asking God today. Create in me a clean heart and put in me a right spirit. Lord, take away all that bad. Take away the darkness from my heart and allow me to see things for good, see the good in people. I, I'm, maybe I'm, maybe I'm old-fashioned, but I still think people are basically good. I mean, I know we have some rotten folks in the world. We do. But I like to think that everyone has some shred of goodness in them. I think that. I don't think that every person is out to take advantage of me. I don't think that every person is, is, is out to, to beat me out of something. But we have to come at it from a place of a pure heart. That's what God wants from us. This beatitude requires us to slow down and examine ourselves, to, to take a painful look at who we are, and fix it if we need to. Do we, do we always do things with unselfish motives? If we give generously to some cause, it may be because we want to, but is part of it because we want to get our name on a plaque or on a sign or on a banner or in a newsletter? Is there some personal pleasure that we get from the praise and someone saying thank you? 
Is, there, is, there, is, it, is it because we know that people think highly of us if they see our name on a list of donors for certain charitable events or, or activities? Even preachers, even preachers are in danger of self-satisfaction and having preached a good sermon. Paul Bunyan once said, John Bunyan, not Paul. I, mean, I think he's probably kinfolk somehow. But anyway, John Bunyan once told someone that he preached, uh, once told by someone that he had preached well that day. And Paul, John, I don't know why I can't say, it's written right there. John answered sadly, the devil has already told me I preached well as I was coming out of the pulpit. We have to, we have to watch ourselves closely. Um, Todd Agnew, I, I may have mentioned him before, he's a, he's a Christian artist. And he came to, um, to one of our summer camps. And he was talking about when my kids first saw him years before, a couple years before that, the kids were clapping for him after he sang one of his songs. And he, he's got this, this, this gruff, real gruff, you know, smoke, chain smoke cigarettes, drink whiskey, and gargle with razor blades kind of voice. And he was saying, stop the applause. I don't want to hear that. If you're, if you're going to applaud, applaud to God, but don't applaud for me. And so I asked him about it. I said, what's, what's all that about? The kids think you're kind of a jerk. And he said, because if I let that go to my head, I can become something that I don't want to be. I don't want the gratitude. I want the gratitude to go to God. We have to check ourselves to make sure we're doing it for the right reasons. John Bunyan was the name. John. This beatitude asks, is our work done for selfish motives? Are we, are we really as a church trying to reach out and meet God or are we just fulfilling some expected obligation? Are our prayers and our Bible readings sincere desire to commune with God or is it because we, it gives us this feeling of righteousness and superiority? We have to examine our motives. Purity begins inside the person and is expressed through our outward actions, through our words, and through our actions, through the things that we do. It affects the way that we live on a daily basis. The process of purity can be painful as we tear ourselves away from the things that we've done in the past. Purity isn't the absence of all the things in your life, but instead it's the overwhelming presence and influence of God on your heart towards your, your fellow person. A life where every action and word and thought and plan is preceded by a desire to honor God. That's what we're made for. The promise of a pure life is not only that we will see God in heaven, but that we will see God today in our daily life, in the people that we encounter, good or bad. We talked about it in Sunday school today about, about loving the jerks, even when we don't want to. People that are not nice to us. We don't have to sit down with them at, at Sweetie Pies, but we do have to love them because God's called us to do that. John Wesley said, Salvation is not so much about heaven and hell, but rather a renewing of our hearts and restoration to its original purity. Salvation is not so much about heaven and hell, but restoring our hearts to its original purity, the purity that God wants us to have for each other, to be in relationship with each other to love one another, to take care of one another, to, to be the hands and feet of Christ in our community. The heart is what you are. 
Samuel 16, 7 says, man looks at the outward appearance, but Lord, the Lord looks on the heart. That's crucial to Jesus. Our heart is crucial to Jesus. The aim of Jesus is not to reform the manners of society, but to change the hearts of sinners like you and me. And our actions will help society. You know, they say a drop in the bucket, right? But that, that drop pulses out. Jesus said, it is only the pure in heart who will see God. I want to be that. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.